So what's going on podcast listeners? I've just poured myself a fresh cup of coffee and I wanted to talk about a question that I normally get asked. This is probably the, I'd say I get asked a variety of questions, but I'd say this is the number one question I've been getting asked regularly. And that is how do you deal with someone that's suffering from depression? How do you deal with someone that's suffering with a mental illness or a mental health condition? And I think from personal perspective, I'm in a good place to talk about this because, as I've said, you know, mental health is something that, you know, I've struggled with, but not to the extremes of a lot of people that I've been in contact with recently. But what I have experienced is someone that I love, someone very close to me, my dad, sort of suffering with depression and, you know, taking his own life. So I feel like I can talk about this now and I can feel like I can talk about the mistakes that I made and the things that I would have done differently and hopefully that will help you in some way. I just want to kind of use this beginning time to say thank you for listening as always. I truly appreciate your support. The more people we can get listening to this podcast, the more awareness that we can raise around mental health, around suicide and try and break down that stigma. What will help with that is a rating and a review of this podcast. If you do get time, it only will take a minute, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you are listening to this, a rating and a review will really help the exposure of it. So I truly, truly would appreciate it. So talking about how to deal with someone with a mental illness, how to deal with someone who is depressed. Well, for me, it's one of the hardest things to do because it's always out of your control. And I want to just make this clear at the beginning. When we're trying to help someone, we can always find ourselves being dragged down in a way by their struggles as well because it's something that we can't control. And that's one of the most important points I want to make at the beginning of this episode is it's something that you can't control. The only thing that you can control is your perspe- your perception and your perspective of it. So what I mean by that is, yes, they are the person suffering, but it's out of your control whether they deal with their depression, whether they have a good day, a bad day. It's completely out of your control. And one thing that I did wrong with my dad is I tried to control it. I tried to fix it. And that was a mistake that I made because it's just natural as human beings that we want to fix the people that we love. We want to control, we want to take over and say, I can see that my dad was struggling. I wanted to fix him. I didn't want him to go through that pain. I wanted to control the depression and I wanted to just make it better. But that was a big mistake because what that did is it dragged me down. It made me suffer. It made me struggle with it. And it did also didn't help him because here I am. He's 18-year-old son trying to fix him, trying to control him. And now I'm a dad, I can kind of see how difficult that would have been. And that's one big point that I want to make whenever you're dealing with someone who's suffering from depression or whenever you're dealing with someone who's struggling with, with their mental health. It's not about controlling it. It's about supporting it. And that goes on to the next point of you have to give them support. You have to show them love. And honestly, showing them love is the best thing that you can do. And it's really, really important that you do that because you have to support them. You shouldn't be supporting their depression. Love should always come first. And there's no word, there's no thing, there's no act that will resolve someone's depression, but you have to support them through love rather than, as I say, trying to cure that depression. And that really, for me, was the best thing that you could do in this situation because when you show them love, especially when someone's suffering from depression, so I think about this with my dad, and 
you know, sort of nine years on, I've done lots of research into it, and I've I've gone through that whole process of being in very very low situations, you know, in my life as well, and sort of realizing how low you can get when you're in that depression. And one thing that is really really sticking out to me is this whole perspective, this whole perception of your life closing in on you, and it's tunnel vision. And what happens is when you have that tunnel vision, you lose a lot of control. The only thing that you can control is the decision to live another day or or to end it. And when you have this tunnel vision, you also have a lack of hope. You have a lack of meaning in your life. Now, from everyone on the outside, you can see that they have a lot of meaning. So my dad is the situation. My dad had so much going for him in his life. He had a full-time job. He had a loving wife. He had two children. He had lots of friends. He had lots of support. We had a psychology degree. He was physically healthy. So from us, we're looking at him saying, why are you depressed? Why are you struggling? Why can you not see that you should continue living your life? But to him, in his mindset, with his depression, his perspective of life is closed in on him. He cannot see any of that meaning. He cannot see any of that hope. And it's often that we have to show them that hope. We have to show them that love. Because when you show them and you give them hope rather than trying to fix their problems, it may sway them to take action themselves. And love isn't going to cure depression. It's not going to solve everything. But at the same time, that support, that hope, that ear that you give them that's always going to be open will help them through those dark times. And it might trigger them to go and get the help that they need. It's the same way that I always hate sort of comparing it, but cancer patients, people that are struggling with cancer, love will never cure cancer, but it can massively help the patient get through that cancer, to be able to battle it, to be able to overcome that illness. And it's the same with depression. Love isn't going to cure that depression, but it's going to really help them and it's really going to sort of make them better. I would definitely say that's one of the key points. Um, Another key point sort of stemming on from that is to understand depression. Again, when my dad was going through it, I didn't understand it. Neither did my family. We didn't understand what he was going through. And when he left the doctors and the doctor says, you're you know, depressed, you need to take these antidepressants. Um, you know, we, wouldn't, we weren't given a manual to say, your dad is taking antidepressants. He's suffering from depression. This is what you need to do. This is how you should act. We had never, ever been exposed to someone with depression before. And, you know, again, obviously, as I've shared in many times before, it was very quickly before my dad then attempted suicide for the first time. And then even when he came around from that first attempt and came home and, you know, denied that he'd attempted suicide and blamed it on the medication, we still was very unaware. We still was very uneducated about how to support him with depression. And it's important that when you're trying to support someone with depression, you have to understand it. You have to understand that depression is an illness. Depression is something that's often hard to control. Depression isn't someone feeling sorry for themselves or someone simply, you know, in a sad situation that they can just simply snap out of. That isn't what depression is. It's also, you know, hard to realize when someone is actually depressed or if they're just having a down period. You know, a lot of depressed people, they don't normally wallow in self-pity. They don't look for sympathy. They're actually embarrassed by how they feel. They'll paint that smile on their wear that mask because that's how they deal with that depression. And for me, I'd never got over my dad's suicide for years because I didn't understand depression. And as soon as I started to understand depression, as soon as I understood why someone might end their life, 
it made me realize that I could have helped him more if I educated myself on what depression was. You have to try and get to know the illness itself. The other thing that I would say is compassion. Compassion will always, always win. And compassion is often just having an open ear. Now, again, it comes back to the original point of trying to fix them. You know, you don't want to be fixing them. You want to be giving them that ear that they can talk to if they need to. You need to be giving them that support. You need to let them know that you're there for them. And you need to let them know that you'll do anything when they're ready to support. And this is the hard thing with it is compassion comes from listening. Compassion comes from understanding. And you have to be open to it. I remember someone said to me, you have one mouth and two ears for a reason. Listen more. And one thing that you can do to the person who's struggling with depression is you have to listen more. The other thing that I would say, I'm going into as many points as I possibly can, but this is a something that I really, really want to get across. Disconnect and focus on you. Now, how can you care for someone that you love going through depression when you cannot care for yourself? How can you look after the person that you love when they're going through this depression, going through this mental health struggle when you cannot care for yourself? Now, we have this false reality of um, selfishness. And what I mean by that is we are told that if we look after ourselves when someone that we love is struggling, that we're selfish. But it's such a wrong bad misconception because you have to look after number one you have to look after yourself because if you're not looking after yourself then how can you expect to look after them and then it's the same with me now being a parent and everyone says when you become a parent you know they became number they become number one I would do anything for my kids I would do anything for my kids but if I'm not looking after me as the dad I'm not the best dad that I can be I have to make sure that I'm in a good place mentally. I have to make sure that I'm happy. I have to make sure that I'm physically healthy. I have to make sure that I'm content and I'm fulfilled before I can be the best dad that I can be. If I don't look after myself and I'm just consistently trying to control them and fix them and make them have the best life that they possibly can, I'm not in the best headspace. I'm snappy. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm not happy. And that energy rubs off on them. So it's a complete different way of looking at it. And it's the same when you're trying to help someone that's suffering with depression. You have to look after you because they'll feed off that positive energy. You'll be able to come at it from a completely different angle, a more positive angle, rather than being so fixated in their depression and taking it down with you. So one thing that I would always say is you have to disconnect. You have to focus on you because if you fail to support you, how can you support them? I can't remember. This is a terrible, terrible... Um, example but someone says you can't make orange juice without an orange it's the same way you can't give love if you don't love yourself so you definitely have to focus on you and then the last point that I want to make um, and then I want to hear from you I want you to drop me a message I want you to screenshot this episode send it to me over on Instagram or Facebook um, you know drop me an email paul.pmcgregor.com you know if you want to follow me on Instagram pmcgregor.com Get in touch. I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. But the final thing that I would say is do not worry about judgment. Do not worry about judgment. If you have a depressed partner, if you have a depressed dad, if you have a depressed um, friend, whatever it is, we often miss out on events. We often judge ourselves and we often feel like people are judging them. Okay, I'd advise two words here. The hint is F them. I know it's more difficult than it sounds, but you should not fear judgment from anyone. So many of us suffer with depression. So many of us have 
suffered with mental health. More importantly, we all have mental health. It's one in one. We all have mental health. And you should never fear judgment from others. If someone says something bad about you or your partner or whoever it is that you're trying to support from depression, honestly, they're more messed up. If they have the right to judge you or judge someone who's struggling with depression, then they've got more mental health issues than you have combined. Honestly, if someone feels like they have to judge someone because they're struggling with their mental health, it's a reflection on them. It's not a reflection on you or the person that you're supporting. Please do not spend energy wasted on these people because you don't want to waste energy on people judging you it's draining enough having to deal with your own mental health it's draining enough having to support someone with depression you don't need to waste any more energy trying to please others the real friends the people that are going to support you through this time they're going to arise in moments like this the real friends will support you the loose friends the friends that don't mean anything to you will be shown to you going through this period if anyone judges any of you from going through this then please cut them out of your life it's easier said than done but you just need positive people in your life you need people that are there to support you support the person that you're supporting rather than judging you so please stop worrying what people think and just don't worry about judgment there's always hope i want to sort of just say there's always hope for with anyone a lot of it comes down to their you know, themselves dealing with it, but there's always hope and you can give that to them via what I've said in this podcast. I really hope that this has helped. Um, I need a sip of coffee, but please let me know if it's helped. Leave a rating and a review if you have time. Let me know if it's helped via Instagram. Just search for Paul McGregor or PeteMcGregor.com. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it on a story, share it on your Instagram feed, or just message it to me and let me know what you thought. The same with Facebook, facebook.com forward slash PMcGregor.com. Also as well, Twitter, PMcGregor.com. I've kept it so simple for you guys, PMcGregor. Com. Um, drop me an email as well, paul at pmcgregor.com. And once again, I really appreciate you giving me your time for this episode. Hopefully it's helped. Let's keep talking and I'll speak to you soon.